0: Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language Podcast. Weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour.
1: Hello. Hola.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So far, wherever you are. If you're learning a language, you're in the right place. What you get on this podcast, if you're new here, is ideas, motivation, tips and tricks for becoming a better language learner and enjoying it more, making more out of languages in your life. Today, we've got a very interesting question from someone who is actually giving presentations in a foreign language. So they've, uh, you know, they're up at the, the more advanced end of learning. So we'll talk about that today. Before we get to that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, It is the company that helps me get my language lessons with people who speak like different languages in different parts of the world. It is, of course, italki. And if you'd like to get a lesson with a native speaker teacher for free, you can go to Iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, without any further ado, let's get into today's question from Shawal.
1: Hello, Ali. My name is Shawal and I'm from Malaysia. Uh, Previously, I asked you a question about how to enrich my vocabulary when I speak and I'd like to thank you because it helps me a lot and this time I'd like to ask kind of a different question uh, It's about when I want to do a presentation in my foreign language that is English, I find it very hard to speak as as good as how when I speak all by myself uh, I do understand that it's all because depression also the anxiousness that is you know that is that is happening on us at that time when you are in front of a huge audience, so it's kind of a bit much more difficult to speak uh, like you always do. But, you know, I just want to ask for some tips and also, you know, uh, things that uh, I can do as someone who wants to present in front of a class and not to, you know, what we call is um, stutter too much or should I say, uh, hard for us to express ourselves. So, Yeah, that's all. Thank you. Hi, Shaul. Thank you for the question. Great to hear from you again.
0: Uh, Shaul left uh, a question in episode one four six that was all about enriching vocabulary. So, how do you enrich your vocabulary? Does what it says on the tin. So, um, it's great to hear that you're doing presentations in English. Uh, I think that really is like the next step to really stepping up a level and becoming even more proficient in English. You know, it is. Giving presentations is, is tough. I actually think it's very similar to the task of learning to write well, because the basic problem is how how well can you express yourself in, in formal language. What we don't want to do is get up in front of people and just chat like we do, as if we're having a conversation, because it comes across as a bit unprofessional, right? I guess it depends on the, on, the, on the situation, if you're just talking to people in class. But, you know, no one likes a long, rambling presentation like my podcasts. Nobody, nobody likes me to ramble for ages. You want people to get to the point and to give information in a clear, concise way. So in that respect, it's very, very similar to learning to, to write. Now, as you said, Joel, with public speaking, you've got two different challenges. The first challenge is actually kind of remembering what you're going to say and the structure of the presentation itself. And then the second challenge Is actually the delivery of the presentation. So it's how you, how well you speak. And this is not just a foreign language problem. You know, everybody who's ever given a presentation or done any public speaking will relate to the experience of getting very nervous before you stand up. And the nerves have a huge impact on your ability to remember what you're going to say and actually how coherently you say it. Because when you get nervous, you talk faster. You try to make up and disguise the nerves by, by talking a lot. And even in your first language, that can make things very difficult. You know, I, I give quite, I do quite a lot of public speaking. I have in the, over the last year, I've given talks in Berlin, in Montreal, in Hong Kong, in Brno, uh, in the Czech Republic. Um, and I'm going to be doing quite a lot more, probably this year, and no matter how many talks I give, I still get nervous before I get up on stage. You know, the talks I give tend to be in front of a, a few hundred people, a lot of people there, and, and there's pressure. Pressure is a good thing. Nerves are a good thing. Musicians will tell you that, you know, nerves are what, you know, you, you think of it this way. You can give a very good performance without nerves but it's only with nerves that you can give a great performance because it's those nerves and the adrenaline that can push you to to do a really fantastic job and do better than you could otherwise but obviously that does rely on you knowing your subject matter well in the first place so i think what what i'm not going to do here so i'll well give you any ideas on actually um learning the presentation or or handling nerves because i mean that's a, that's really a different A different topic. But I will talk about the foreign language element because you want to give the presentation in English and you want to do it well. I think you've basically got two choices and it depends how much you want to prepare and how much time you have. If you want, if you give regular presentations in in front of your class, then you know, you're not going to have that much time to prepare each one. But if you've got a big presentation coming up in the summer or, or whatever, then maybe you want to spend more time on it. Generally with this kind of thing, the more time you spend, uh, the more res- the better results you're going to get. I noticed that in my own presentations, that when I prepare well in advance and I prepare something, you know, three or four weeks in advance, I have a, always have a much better presentation than when I prepare the night before. Um... So here are the two things, the two choices that I think you've got. The first choice is the more difficult one and that is actually preparing word for word what you're gonna say in certain parts of the talk. Le- writing monologues or speeches, memorizing them and practicing delivering them is a fantastic language learning uh, method. It's something that I, I, t- I don't do it so much anymore because it takes so much time, but I, I, I've done it a lot in the past. And it's really, really cool because you learn to express yourself in different ways. You write this speech or the monologue yourself, you get a native speaker to correct it, and then you learn to deliver that speech yourself. And it's just a great way to level up and to, to learn to say new things. So if you've got a big speech coming up in the language, in English, then the great thing to do would actually be to memorise it word for word. The most important thing when you do this is give yourself time. Alright, don't do it the night before. It's something that, you know, you might do over the course of two or three months, maybe. If you're learning a big big presentation, take a lot of time over it. Um, But if you do do that, then, you know, you will never. The thing about doing this is you never forget the stuff you learn. I remember in Japan, I was doing a a gig. I I had a band playing uh, Bossa Nova with uh, my friend Emily and and Simon, and um, I wanted to thank the people who came to support us and so I learnt this this little this short speech in Japanese because I didn't trust myself to just ad lib. I wanted to say something good so I, I got my friend to write out this speech and I memorized it and I remember it to this day, like five or six years on, because um it because you just pay so much attention to it. It's a bit like learning songs. So that's the first thing to do and I think if you've got the time, then that it will be time very well spent. Because you, you'll just learn a bunch more really good English. The second way of approaching this is if you don't have so much time. And if you don't have time to prepare it word for word, then the other, the next best thing is making sure at least you've got a very good command of the vocabulary of what you're going to talk about. All right. So if you're not going to prepare word for word, then you're going to have to make it up and you're going to have to speak off the cuff, as we say. Um, You're going to have to improvise in the English. And that's okay. But you need to make sure that when you come to actually make specific points, that you have the vocabulary that you need to accurately express those things. Alright, So let's let's imagine that you're describing a scientific experiment. Now you can tell the story of how you decided to do that experiment in normal casual English, but then when it comes time to actually describe exactly what you did in that experiment, whether it's talking about the the sample size or whether it's a kind of double-randomised trial or whatever whatever it may be, you need to be able to say specifically what that is. And so one very useful thing you can do is to get a bit of paper and start to just map out all the different main topic areas of what you're going to talk about. And then write down and learn the vocabulary that you need for that. So I like to use mind maps, and so I would kind of start with a bubble in the middle, and I would maybe have a few different bubbles around the page that cover the the main topic areas. And then out of each of those bubbles I would brainstorm all the vocabulary that I need, maybe some phrases that I need, the key vocabulary to talk about those topics. Then you can memorize that vocabulary. So you're not memorizing what you're gonna say exactly, but you do make sure that you can that you that you have the exact vocabulary so that you don't be too kind of long-winded and you don't uh, you don't kind of paraphrase too much so that's how i would probably approach this problem So it's number one if you've got the time memorize it word for word because although i you know in, when i give speeches in english i never memorize it word for word but we're talking about like a language learning opportunity here right so that's why i think that word for word thing is a good idea the second approach assuming you don't have time to memorise whole speeches, is to look at the different vocabulary areas you need and make sure you have a really solid grasp of that vocabulary because then at least you're going to be able to talk with some degree of specificity when it comes to actually giving the talk. All right, so I hope that's helpful. Uh, it's not something I have a great deal of experience in giving speeches in foreign languages. My friend Stoojay actually... um have a speech, a, t- a TED talk in Mandarin recently. I don't know if that's available. I might have a look and see if that's available. But I remember asking recently on my Facebook page, you know, "What tips do you guys have for getting over the Im- the intermediate plateau?" And Stu Jay said, uh, "Toastmasters. Toastmasters is the international organisation for giving talks in foreign languages. So, in fact, show if you have a Toastmasters locally, join them. Wow, that's a that's an idea I didn't think of in my in my preparation for this uh, because." you know the one thing for sure is that the one way to get better at giving talks is actually to give lots of talks so see if you've got a local toastmasters um i'll put a link to this and everything else in, in the show notes as well um so you can see that this will be episode 192 so IWillTeachYouALanguage.com/episode forward slash episode 192 for that if you don't know what toastmasters is wow you should definitely look into it so I hope that was helpful in some way. So I'll well, thank you very much for your question. If you would like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask. Now, at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you a little something to chew on. And I'm going to give you a quote today because it's been a while since we've had a quote. And this is a quote from Napoleon Hill, who said, Strength and growth come only through continuous effort and struggle. Thank you very much for listening Putting that vocabulary into your long term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free. And if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to Iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course.